This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3812, for Tuesday, the 14th of March, 2023. Today's show is entitled, Peepaw's Computer Does Nothing. It is hosted by Brian in Ohio and is about 25 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, a Z80 no-op test. Hello, Hacker Public Radio. Brian in Ohio here. I'm out from under my rock. I'm doing part two of the Z80 uh, computer build. And um, as you can tell by the title, today's show is uh, Peepaw's Computer Does Nothing. And uh, what, what that means, of course, if you don't know who Peepaw is, that's me. That's uh, who my, my two-year-old grandson calls me, Peepaw. And he's the, uh, the uh, impetus, the the reason that I'm doing this this project and uh, chronicling it here on HPR, and that's so that uh, maybe one day in the future he, or it turns out now his uh, his brother who's in the oven, or maybe his cousin who's also in the oven, uh, maybe one of those two, one of those three, or maybe all three, or one, who knows, will um, someday in the future one or all of those kids will uh, want to hang out with their old grandpa and. Uh, and uh, learn how, how, how a computer works by building one themselves. So here I am uh, learning to do it myself beforehand, getting ready. And so in the last episode, I, uh, I put together the one piece of test equipment that I needed, which is a logic probe, because I'm going to sp- initially spool up this Z80 system uh, using uh, the facilities of an Arduino mega board uh, to emulate... Uh, ROM and RAM, and also to provide that uh, the, some test equipment like a logic probe, uh, to, so I can program the uh, the system uh, when I provide the required things to see if it's up and running. And so, and so, what's required initially uh, is uh, some a power uh, clock signal uh, and um, and some data, and uh, the data I'm going to give it. Uh, is the give the Z80 is uh, provided by the the Arduino Mega board, uh, which will be the machine code which has the opcode of zero. So the Z80 has about a hundred and I think eighty instructions that it recognizes. They're all uh, hexadecimal um, coded, and it uh, zero zero to the to the processor when it sees that. That's a no-op. That means uh, do nothing and move on to the next, next instruction. And in this case, because the address lines are, aren't going to be hooked up to anything, they're not hook, it's not hooked up to any memory, it's just going to think that it's gone from one memory location to another, and, uh, and it's just going to find another no-op. And so that's why this is called the no-op test. You're just uh, getting the computer up and running and um, having it do exactly nothing. Um, so a, a couple things just to make sure, uh, just to, to clarify, I'm using, uh, an Arduino mega board, but it's not the Arduino environment. I'm, I'm running flash forth on it. And why would I use flash forth uh, to do this instead of the Arduino environment? Uh, because, uh, flash forth is interactive. 
uh, without being a huge application in itself. Uh, there's other interactive languages that run on Arduino boards, uh, things like CircuitPython, but they're huge compared to um, the size of a, of a fourth virtual machine. And um, also, it's, uh, it's fourth is really geared towards uh, manipulating things at the at the bare metal level, being able to uh, dig into the registers and control uh, whatever computer it's on uh, at a very fo- uh, foundational level, level without any um, abstraction layers in between, except the ones you build yourselves by defining words. Um, and why? So why am I using the Arduino Mega board instead of the Arduino Uno board? It's because the Arduino, uh, or yeah, instead of an, which has the at Mega three twenty eight chip, and that has to do with the fact that the Arduino Mega board has has oodles and oodles of I/O. It's got tons of ports, tons of available ports that I can uh, manipulate to interact with the Z eighty chip. Um, it should be a snap to do it with this uh, with this um, board. Um, so the, the microcontroller board, like I said, is going to give the five volts, the clock signal and the data to get the Z80 up and running. It's also going to provide the logic probe so we can test to see that it is running. Um, so I, I, uh, wired up, a, the, uh, wired up a, uh, proto shield that plugged into the board. Uh, first thing I did, and I've got pictures in the show notes to show all this stuff is I hot glued a, a solderless breadboard onto the Arduino mega proto shield. And then I plugged in the Z80, and uh, the the first wire that's shown by itself is a white wire, and that's that's the actual logic probe. That's from the last episode. That's you can I can plug that in onto the different pins of uh, Z80 and, and see if things are happening or not. Uh, the next picture just shows power and ground being connected. I I split the power wire so I can have basic a rudimentary on off switch. The next picture, there's a there's a picture. Uh, picture number three is a uh, with a the blue wire. That's the clock signal, and then uh, the the next one, uh, picture number four, has got the shows their yellow li- yellow lines um, that are the control lines. The interrupt, the non uh, maskable interrupt, the wait signal, the busy, the bus request, and the reset signals. Those are all signals that um, are inputs to the Z80 to help control what's going on. Uh, then the orange wires are all the data bus. They go up to port A on the on the um, Arduino Mega board, and uh, the uh, address lines then are. I, I put a little silver dot on the chip to show where pin one is, and so from where the clock chip is, which is pin six, up and around uh, clockwise, um, those unconnected pins. Are on the on the on the Z80 chip are all address lines, and uh, the one that we're most interested in is the one at uh, is at A0, which is next to the ground line, and next to that black wire, and that's the one we'll, we'll be probing once we start this because um, what's as the um, Z80 uh, goes through memory space, it's going to put. Each individual, starting at zero and working up all the way up to sixty-five thousand um, uh, binary sixteen-bit data addresses, and so that pin should be should be cycling between zero and one the most of all those pins. And so, if I see activity on that pin, then I'm pretty confident that the 
chip is up and running. Uh, now, as, so that's the uh, hardware side of the of the um, the test we're going to do today. Uh, on the software side, uh, the I fixed so so some of the fourth words in the last the the code that I presented in the last episode. It's kind of good. Uh, HPR is a it's always it's good. It helps you to um, when you post something, and then even after the fact, I I was looking it over and I saw that I'd, that I had made some mistakes, and I, and I refactored some of the words broke them apart, and I defined some new words, and that listing is in the show notes too. And so um, I fixed the, the fix I made was that the, the data processing word, uh, as defined, was, was, was uh, getting, um, when it sensed that it was a static, either a high or a low signal, it was probing the wrong point. It was probing the output of, of uh, pin H3 uh, digital 6, I think it is. On the uh, yeah digital six on the uh, on the uh, Arduino mega board, and what I really wanted to see was look at was what was the input into pin E the logic probe that that white wire. So I changed that. I I changed uh, the um, the output there too on the uh, data processing word. Um, I really don't care what frequency it is. I just so I just changed the the word to to just uh, output if it's pulsing to just say it's pulsing. Just uh, put on the serial terminal pulse, the word pulse, because um, I'm not interested in specific re- frequencies. Uh, I, sp- I split the clock and the logic uh, init words uh, so that I can initialize the clock uh, registers and on the on the uh, AVR chip and. Uh, I could, uh, and the same for the logic pro, just t- split into two words. Uh, I added some words to control the reset line. Those words are reset and run. Reset takes the, the pin, uh, the reset pin from a high level state, which is in the run mode, and takes it to a low level state. So m- almost all control signals on the Z80 are active low. So when they're driven to ground, driven to zero voltage, they... Uh, become active and do what they're supposed to do. So when you take the reset line and, and drive it to ground, then the the chip is, is in a reset mode. And I s- added one more t- uh, to, to be able to single step the clock. So uh, I can either, I can start and stop the clock with uh, those words, uh, start clock and stop clock. And I can change the frequency of the clock by, by uh, putting a number and, and then uh, calling the word set frequency, but I also wanted to be able to single step the 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 the, the Z eighty chip so that uh, we can probe around and look to see some other signals to see what's happening because the the like all computers the Z eighty has a very systematic way of functioning and what it does is it it um, initially it reads in from the data looking looks for a mach- uh, and interprets that first bit of data as um, as some kind of instruction and then if that instruction needs more data it goes and fetches it and then it processes it and so the, the you can there's different signals that come alive uh, in that process because each instruction for the Z80 takes between I think it's like four and 20 clock cycles depending on how long and how much data it needs Um. So we, I've got the, uh, to, uh, I guess uh, enough explanation. I can do the test here. I've got the board 
uh, plugged in. I've got, um, a, and I've got my serial term. I've got a, a little, uh, a serial term with, serial terminal with uh, flash forth running at the flash forth prompt. And the first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll uh, get the logic probe up and running by typing the word um, uh, logic probe uh, init. And when I do that, it says OK. Uh, and then I uh, am going to um, get the microcontroller board set up, the ports on it. And so that's uh, um, going to be, uh, let me look at my code. I can't remember exactly. Oh, Z80 ports in it. Basically what this does is it sets up those those interconnections between the Z80 and the and the Arduino mega board all, with all those wires. It, all those things that it's connected to, it's setting up them them up correctly as either inputs or output uh, ports. And so that is the word Z80 ports in uh, it. And hit that, it's okay. And then... Um, now I add some power to the Z80 chip, and so I just uh, plugged in five volts on the board, and now I should be able to, uh, the clock should be started, so I should be able to take my white uh, logic probe and put it where the blue wire is, and I should be able to type the word sample in, and I'm expecting to see the word pulse output, and I do. And I can double check that that's actually working. I can go stop clock. Uh, I'm going to stop the clock. And now I'm going to do another sample of it, of the pin. And um, I'm in the wrong place. It, uh, let's see here. into the right place. There we go. I should be able to get, um, let's see here, uh, sample. Okay, so I, uh, I had to, I, I never initialized the clock. I never uh, typed in clock in it. So now I typed in clock in it, which uh, initializes the clock, and now I can, uh, I can, um, I can uh, start the clock and I can sample and oops if I type correctly sample it comes out pulse and then I can stop the clock and I can sample and now it shows that it's a low it's it's not pulsing it's a low signal and I can start the clock again and now the next thing to probe is I'm going to take a, the logic probe wire, the white wire out from where the clock is, the blue line, and I'm going to put it over in the A0 line, which is that, that empty pin right next to the ground wire, and I'm going to uh, sample there, and I, need, and I get a high signal. So what I need to do is I need to properly reset the the board which I'll just type in the words reset and run and then I should be able to sample and I get a pulse so the so on the A0 pin it's pulsing and if I stop the clock 
Oops, stop if I type it correctly. Stop the clock, and now I sample. It's just a high because it's because it's not um, the clock stopped, and you need a, a functioning clock for it to work. Um, so that to me is a good uh, indication that the Z80 chip is uh, behaving properly. That it's um, that the wiring and all everything is connected correctly. And so now uh, one other experiment, one other thing I can check is I can check the M1 line. M1 line is right next to the. Um, I should make sure I've got I've got a, a, a image of the um, of the uh, got the image of the Z80 chip the pinout of the chip in the show notes and yeah M1 is actually um, right next to reset so one over and so the 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 um, the way is this, the, the, the order of things that happen when the Z80 uh, starts functioning, when you first sit, reset it. So what happens is you bring power up, you reset the, the, the Z80, it puts it in a no good state. It puts the program counter to zero. It puts address zero on the address bus. And then it, it, uh, it then draws... M1 low, and M1 is just a signal. It, it uh, draws the M1 signal low, and that's the indication that it's starting the first part of what they call a machine cycle. Machine cycle is everything it takes to complete, uh, to get an instruction, whatever data it needs, and then finish it. And then, and then uh, uh, it signals all this by first off bringing the, the M1 line low. And so the way to check that that's actually happening is to go back to that uh, the, ter- the terminal, and uh, the clock is right now stopped. So I'm, I'm not going to start the clock. I'm going to single-step the clock. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, go back to reset. I'm going to single-step the... Um, uh, just step, sorry, step. I'm a single step and then sample the pin. And I should see it high. And I'll do that a couple times um, because it takes three clock cycles for the chip to be properly reset. So here we go. I'll do that one more time. And now I'm going to put the reset line into the run mode and now I'm going to single step again and sample and the the M1 signal uh, pin is still high that clock signal and now one more clock signal and now it went low it's the beginning of a machine cycle and if I click clock it a couple of times it'll go back to high and so I know that the the the, uh, M1 signal is working and so with the A uh, the address zero uh, pulsing um, that it that it has busy that it has activity on the address bus and with the M M one signal cycling the way it is I'm pretty confident that uh, this Z eighty chip is is good and that uh, it was a good uh, uh, a good no op test for that uh, for that chip 
And so I think that uh, covers, let me look at my notes here. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, there was one more thing we can do. And, and, that'll, and then that'll, that'll be the end. It'll be the last, uh, the last, um, the last signal to probe. And this one is going to be uh, the halt signal. When the, when the, uh, when the uh, Z80 interrupts, uh, when the Z80 encounters a halt signal, it actually halts the, the processor and does no ops internally until it receives an interrupt signal. And the halt signal, again, is active, um, I believe it's active low also, and it's on pin number 18 of the chip. So I'm gonna put the logic probe into pin 18, and um, I'm gonna do the same exact process. I'm gonna reset the chip. So uh, start with, uh, by putting it, in, I'll put it in uh, reset. And then I will um, cycle the clock uh, and sample a few times here. And now this time what's going to be different is I'm going to put the uh, hex address of 76, hex 76, on the data bus. Uh, and so, so when, I start, uh, when I start to run the program, instead of finding on the data bus at address 0 a... A no op, a machine instruction zero. It's gonna the Z80 is gonna find on the data bus the machine instruction seventy six, which is halt. And when it does that, I sh we should see when I sample that pin the the halt signal. It should go low. So let's do that. Let's put uh, uh, seventy six into um, the data port, and I do that by typing in seventy six data. Dollar uh, sign seventy six, which is the hex notation in fourth for a hex numbers. Dollar sign seventy six, and then the word data, which is the data port, and I'm going to do C store, which is C and an exclamation point. That'll store the number seventy six onto the data port. And I got the wrong thing. What's it called? Maybe I got the wrong word, the wrong thing. It's called. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Oh, it's capitals, duh. Case sensitive. Fourth is this fourth is case sensitive. So seventy six, capital D A T A C store, uh, C store, which will store the the values the hex value seventy six into the data port, and I get okay. And now I'm going to uh, sample and. Uh, step and sample the clock, and because it's nothing there. Okay, now I'm going to uh, put the, the the Z80 into run mode, and now I'm going to step and sample, and do it a few times because because it'll take about four or five or six to get there. And there now it, the the pin uh, twenty the signal on pin uh, eighteen went from high to low. And that, to me, uh, because it found that 76 on the, uh, on the data bus, it executed the instruction halt. And now this, the, the, um, uh, the Z80 is in a halt mode. So if I, hit, if I start the clock now, 
going to do a nice sample. It should stay low. It should stay low the whole, now completely, and it'll stay low until I reset it uh, or give it an interrupt signal, which I'm not going to do. And so there you go. Uh, looks like I've got a functioning, a good uh, Z80 chip. I have learned a little bit about how to um, manipulate and a couple of instructions, the no-op instruction and the halt instruction, and put them on the data bus and, and get the uh, Z80 to respond accordingly. And I was able to uh, uh, see all those things by using the logic probe that's, that it's built into the software on the Arduino uh, mega board that's running Flashforth. So consider, c consider this uh, a successful experiment. Um, I think, uh, I'm not sure where to go from here. I think the next thing to do would be to, do, to maybe do a, a more, um, a more, a longer a set of instructions, a small program, and uh, maybe even, I might have to add some LEDs or something, we'll see, or at least put out some numbers onto the serial ports so we can see get some output that way. And, um, and that'll require emulating emulating some RAM, or, no, excuse me, a ROM, emulating some read-only memory. So that'll be the next uh, the next step in this project. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, go ahead and leave them in the show notes, or you can email me. And if you um, or if you're interested in retro computers or doing something like this yourself, uh, pick up a mic and start recording a show and upload it to Hacker Public Radio. And if you, um, and anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate your attention. And I'd just like to remind everybody that it's not how much an item costs, it's how much you save. Goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.